Welcome to The Edge and Beyond, a podcast by Intel, where we're making sense of use cases across industries such as retail, banking, hospitality, and education. You're going to hear tech considerations, best practices, how-tos, and recommendations. It's all here on To The Edge and Beyond. Hello, and welcome to The Edge and Beyond, the series that makes sense of use cases across industries brought to you by the Intel Internet of Things Group. In this episode, we are going to explore security at the edge for front-of-house bank operations, trending use cases, and the innovation enabled by Intel's Internet of Things Group. I'm your host, James Kent, and I'm joined by David Kumar, Raja Kapalan, the bank segment marketing manager, and Wallace Lee, senior platform solution engineer banking vertical, both from the Internet of Things group at Intel. David Kumar and Wallace, welcome to The Edge and Beyond. Hi, thanks, James. Glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, James. Yeah, glad to be here, too. I'd like to start with the state of banking security today. What are you seeing? Has cybersecurity in the banking world caught up with the times, or are there still plenty of vulnerabilities? So cybersecurity is getting more frequent nowadays. So every day we can hear that organization has, there is a data breach in the organization, or a customer is losing money from the account from a stolen credentials. And last year, the 2020 has been a quite challenging year for banks when it comes to cybersecurity. Because of COVID, the customer has to has to go for it more on digital banking and the employees have started working from. So this has created the cybersecurity much bigger challenge to banks. And what we are seeing as a report we are seeing from the government of India, we are seeing that there are around 7 lakhs, that is 700k of security incident happened in January to August 2020 compared to 400k in 2019. Even the Central Bank of India, that is the Reserve Bank of India, has been red flagged the banks that there is a high number of cyber security incidents happening in, in the year. And what we have seen is that around 238 percentage of incident, banking incident, 238 percentage of the cyber security happened in Feb to April period, that's 2020, we have seen. And this year, what we have seen, banks are going to spend more than 60% of their IT budget to aid the cyber security. I'd like to add my point in addition to yours. There is certainly no doubt that the financial industry has done a good job keeping up with the investment in their cyber security infrastructures and into creating a comprehensive data security frameworks to meet the regulatory and security standard. Unfortunately, cybersecurity today is still pretty much like a game of cat and mouse. And why, you may ask? Because there is really no way to detect a vulnerability if you don't know they ever exist. And plus, no software are completely bug-free. Uh, what we are seeing is that discovered vulnerabilities are growing exponentially with times. In today's scenario, security vendor will have to first create signature of known vulnerabilities before an attack can be identified and blocked subsequently. Bad actor can make tweaks to their attacks, and now the defense side has to restart all of that work over again. Deva, you just mentioned when we uh, asked my first question that you're seeing increased security threats yes. because of the pandemic. I was hoping that you yeah. could maybe elaborate that a little further on you know, what types of uh, threats or exposed vulnerabilities are occurring as a result of the pandemic. Uh, so what the banking clients, the banking customers are seeing, they are seeing a significant rise of phishing emails connected to COVID being sent to their customers, their workers. The email looks like, like a, some the mail from a bank or maybe financial support available for a wake-up 
pandemic but actually these are uh, emails which asking customer to provide their account information or identity information so and second thing the when the employees have started working from home they are going to access the critical application critical application at the bank level and since they are using a unsecured not a secured wi-fi connection there is high chance that a hacker or a cyber secure the hacker can attack those users or a laptop and get, get into the crit critical information of the banks these also few of these uh, privilege access vendors are saying that since there is a work from home option is there there is a high chance that unauthorized access to the critical application so these are the few things which banks have seen in last uh, last year uh, because of pandemic and and one we are seeing around 66 percentage of indian organization has been suffered a data breach in during the remote working model this wow. is as per Barkuda's uh, network report. With the increased usage of IoT devices in the banking world with more sophisticated self-service kiosks, I can imagine this also increases the security risks, not only in cybersecurity, but also physical security as well. Could you elaborate on those risks and what Intel technologies are being deployed to make the IoT banking world more secure? Uh, let me start the banks. Let me start the self-service project chaos, just a overview. So in banks, I started giving an e-lobby where customer can access those banking thing without standing in a queue. And these e-lobbies can be a 24 bar 7. This will be helpful for this SME customers or a small merchant who don't want to stand in a queue because of their business. They can go and do those. They, they can use those self-service chaos. So today we are seeing that cybersecurity is happening uh, to the chaos also because chaos are not much of the secure thing so we what we are seeing three types of security can come into a chaos one is the threat to the system integrity where chaos can be compromised to display some different content so losing the control of the chaos look like uh, whatever you are being going to showcase not being displayed the chaos second is the availability of the chaos because of the cyber security issue the system going to going to be unavailable for the users it will show like a blue screen or a blue screen of death and third one i can just want to give you that system confidentiality because the customers have started using the chaos or a self-service chaos there is a high chance that can be compromised because these devices is accessing the customer information there is a high chance that those information can be hacked by the hackers or cyber hackers so these are the three things which i would like to put for these uh, iot devices i request uh, valus can give more on the indel solution which can be provided on the uh, self-service uh, we are certainly seeing self-service kiosks are being deployed in the banks more than ever in addition to atm machines uh, for self-service machines that dispense uh, cash, uh, there's no doubt that physical security is very important. And today we are seeing criminals are getting uh, smarter with their attacks. And their tactics has really gone from towing away the ATM box to using skimming devices to hacking ATMs uh, with what is uh, called a black box attacks to get money out of the cash machines. As more and more features are now packed into the self-service kiosk, uh, whether it handles cash or not uh, to enable new use cases, many cybersecurity risks mostly associated with the lack of visibility and secure architecture are rising due to the increased uh, threat surface. And we are seeing the trend where a single compromised machine can be leveraged by bad actors to break into the bank corporate networks uh, with severe consequences such as data breach that will eventually result in financial loss to the victim's organization. 
At Intel, we are working with our kiosk partners to harden the platforms, the hardware and the software with Intel hardware-based security capabilities. We believe that hardware root of trust is the foundation on which all secure operation of a computing system depends. And most recently, we announced Intel Control Flow Enforcement Technology, in short Intel CET. Uh, it is basically a CPU level security capabilities that is first available in our Tiger Lake series processor, uh, which can protect the system against entire class of return oriented programming. And this is really a type of attacks that gives attackers the abilities to execute code of their choice. For example, we are working with vendors also to make sure that the system defaults configurations are secure for every Intel-based systems, uh, whether it is shipped by Intel or through our OEMs or ODM partners. This will help to minimize the attack surface. And additionally, uh, for workloads that happen in the clouds, we are also working with partners like Microsoft to bring confidential computing based on Intel software guard extension technologies into Azure and into the Fortanix and Clave development platform. And these are just uh, a few examples, and you know we can actually go on and list more of those. And to fight off ATM security, uh, physical security issues, we are also working with video analytics companies to bring optimized deep learning-based algorithms into the CCTV cameras to do advanced uh, physical threats monitoring and detection. So what are some of the business and technical considerations for deploying edge solutions for security? Let me start with the business consideration because we all know edge uh, computing enables the data processing at the near the source so we can reduce the latency, uh, minimize the latency, reduce the bandwidth, lower cost. But the, the security risk uh, compared to edge computing compared to a cloud has to be, we have to differentially be able to see it. Uh, when a, from the business point of view, the security edge, the approach should be like, when we see the security as at the edge uh, is deploying defense must be closer to, so we can able to do that defense at the source rather than it is affecting my entire network. Like you can even protect that attack without compressing the performance of the overall system because you have been defending at the source so it will help you to uh, reduce that increasing to the complete system rather than you have been uh, enabling at the source level. Third thing is that it will also help you to knock down those cybersecurity at the edge level. Once the uh, attack has happened from an edge level, there is a high chance it can multiply. So before that, the business has to consider how, how should I can able to defend at the uh, source level rather than it comes to the uh, complete the entire system, like in chaos, if it is happening to a for a bank having around 30 to 40 k of the chaos, if it's an attack happening at the one chaos, it won't be affect the. If we can able to defend at the one chaos, it won't affect the bank much level. So the business concern we should able without compromising the performance of the across the banking system, I should able to defend at the chaos level. I would like to uh, share my view on the technical consideration part, um, and to have a good understanding of what security solutions really matters at the edge. I think it is important for us to first understand what is needed to be protected, uh, whether it is the data that is stored in the systems, the credentials to access them, or etc. After we were able to identify uh, what matters, then we will apply the right solutions with the help of security technologies to deter bad actors from getting access to that sensitive data or unauthorized access to the system. It is also crucial for us to understand how cyber criminals launch their exploit in order to figure out what is most needed of the edge solutions for security. In any data breaches, uh, it always begins with the cyber criminals identifying their potential targets. 
Typically, this is also the weakest link in the security. Cyber criminals will set their targets on uh, either a person with uh, privileged access to a system they want to access, um, and they may also target an autonomous edge device uh, that is not physically monitored or protected, or one that is connected to the network with little or no remote access protection. Subsequently, the bad actors will then gain unauthorized access to the system, either through the stolen privilege credential they acquire through social engineering or email phishing. Uh, they may also gain unauthorized access uh, programmatically, either locally or remotely, with the help of a zero-day exploit. For the benefits of uh, people who are listening to this podcast, um, you know, I just uh, want to give a brief uh, definition of a zero-day. A zero-day exploit is, is something that can be understood as a weakness in the software that is not publicly known, right? And after, right after taking control of the first systems, the attacker will then try to move within the networks to take control of more systems, again, through stolen privilege credentials or other zero-day exploits. It is really easy for us to see that any means to protect privileged credentials or methods to minimize the abilities of what cyber criminals can do with zero-day exploit would be a good defensive strategy. Unfortunately, many of the systems today, regardless of whether it is being deployed, is still mostly relying on software-based security technology, where it may be suffering from the same zero-day exploit of the software that it is trying to protect. In my opinion, any edge solution for security must leverage hardware-based security so we can trust the software that is relying on it. And the privileged credential to gain access to the edge solutions must also be protected using zero trust principle. So how can then, or how should banks partner with Intel to build solutions to solve these types of security issues or other problems that may be associated with IoT? So Intel, as I Intel, we are RBG team, uh, we are helping our ISV solutions uh, vendors to deploy security exactly where it is needed to provide a great value from the devices at the edge through network or the data center. So our product is architected to deliver advanced security within build silicon-based security technologies that help and protect potential attacks. We are helping our ISV partner with the OpenVINO toolkit, which helps to faster inference for deep learning models. Uh, Intel Software Hubs is a one-stop uh, resources to make easy for the IS security-based IS to find a quickly find a prototype and integrate this edge software for their customer security needs. So Intel uh, Robo Software Tools are deployed, ready package can be pre-tested, is a pre-tested intro-operatable solution, uh, can be integrated with the IOC partners to reduce the setup time and bridge edge to the uh, edge solution to the life. So we have another uh, set of partners, which is like a MSR solution or market-ready solution, which has been tested and tried solutions, which empowers uh, greater visibility for the partners to work with the banks. And we, as a trusted advisor with selling such resources, and global resources, basically. It is predicted that the global IoT security market size will grow from $12.5 billion in 2020 to $36.6 billion in the next five years at a compound annual growth rate of 23.9%. Those are large numbers. And it tells me there are a lot of security concerns out there that will need to be addressed. It seems like it is a constant fight against the hackers, with the hackers always one step ahead at exposing a vulnerability. 
What areas do you see as the weakest points that security solutions must focus on? And what else has you concerned? Uh, So from my thing is that ATM is the weakest link in the banking security because they appeal to attack because they are the often poorly monitored. Cyber criminals also realize that ATM network uses very legacy hardware and software. So this leads to more vulnerable to attack because uh, banks, because of upgrading, those will be a high cost for them. That amazes me because ATMs have been around for decades and you would think yeah. that they would have figured out some of these known security issues and have addressed them by now. Uh, but still, the, the, the legacy application, the software, hardware, which is used by banks, most of them are not being upgraded. And if you see another issue I can give, give you, so some of the ATMs, which are the remote village, remote corner or tied to cities there is a high chance that there is a consider a customer is withdrawing a cash some uh, criminals are coming into the banks uh, to the atms and threatening him to withdraw the cash those incidences happen frequently in tie to tie three cities in uh, old times so it also affecting the customers of the bank which is giving a bad name to the banks so banks the also atms suffice a physical and logical attacks because since the cash is inside the bank and ATM machines also have the confidential information of data, the debit card numbers and PIN Mm. codes, which can also be stolen. There are few ATM fraud ATMs which we can categorize like a data fraud, resulting in the data breach, such as account number, PIN code or other personal data. Physical fraud, like you are taking, completely stealing that ATM or a cyber fraud, logical attack on the ATM. Uh, so there are few incidents happen in the ATMs like that. Some of the banks, the the the, the ATM management uh, vendors, as using a not uh, malware affected USBs or unauthorized access happening at the ATM. So banks has been very much concerned in terms of how I should I give a physical security to my ATMs. Even the breakage of ATM or a cust- or customer is accessing the ATM, should I give a some physical security? Can I give a so come? When it comes to AA-based solution, should I give a video analytics-based solution to reduce the physical say incident happening in my bank, in my ATM? Second is that how I can ensure that the unauthorized access happening to ATM can be reduced? Should it, there be a privilege uh, access management? So we have been working with few of our ISVs in terms of the video analytics or in terms of bringing a privilege access at the edge. I think, uh, you, I think these are the few things which I can able to uh, answer on this thing. Yeah, and I uh, just want to add to what uh, Deva said. Right, I think apart from uh, ATM being the weakest link in a bank, the privileged user is also a weak link in security. Right, because privileged users could be enticed by cyber communists into giving away their privileged credentials, a one-time passcode, even when the two-factor authentication is used. So it is really important for organization to enforce zero trust principle where privilege access is granted just in time when it is needed through a privilege management solution. And another important point is that organization must not think that security breach will not happen to them. They must put in place all security measures and controls that will limit the ability of the cyber criminals, even if they manage to hack into the corporate network. So based on that, what are a couple of steps front of house bank operations could take or should take right now to make themselves more secure that they may not already be doing? The level of security in a bank is directly proportional to the confidence of the customer. So every customer will see what level of security the bank has because it's all about money. The full-proof bank uh, surveillance system will 
enhance the safety, but it also have a public image that this bank weekend, there is a trustworthiness, is that the public the system is very secure. So here IoT can be a major play, which can give a high degree of security to banking segment. Also, I can say in order to mitigate the security risk, the banks is planning to use the AL, artificial intelligence and machine learning based security tools, which can able to continuously monitor the traffic coming from the different networks prevent the unauthorized personal accessing those information. Also, ALM can be an effective tool dictating the cybersecurity threat. And one of the major advantages I see in ML is it is able to analyze the large number of data set, identify any suspicious patterns happened in the in the login. Uh, like ML-based privilege access manager able to de- detect what type of access has been happened to the bank. And it can able to also learn based on the each behavioral aspect of that data it can give you access and behavior at risk can be able to give you it will generate a score based on what type of attack is happening to the bank to the system and it can able to predict that these are the vulnerabilities the bank going to happen they should have uh, this type of security should be enabled so this ml and artificial interest play a major role in identifying the security cyber security happening at the bank on the information level when you see the physical security for the bank branch or an ATM, there will be a surveillance solution will come up. Again, the A-based surveillance solution or A-based access control system or a cloud monitoring can reduce the physical uh, attack to the ATMs or a bank, even the breakage of the ATM or the robbery or a, if, uh, the, some of the person coming inside the bank and seeing their first lot, uh, spending a time more in the bank, it can able to give an alert to the security team that these are the types of incidents happening and banks can able to, sometimes bank can able to, can able to give a alarm that or even blacklist some of the users who's accessing the ATM. Some of the we are seeing that uh, the people are coming to the ATM with a helmet. Those helmet has not allowed in coming the ATM. Based on this AA-based analytic solution or video analytic solution can able to block those things. And then unless they remove the helmet, then only they can get the access to this uh, ATM. Well, we're close to wrapping up, uh, but before I let you go, I, I wanted to know what has you most excited about the solutions you're working on in the pipeline? It appears that there are a lot of necessary product services and solutions that will be arriving in the years to come. And I was hoping that you may have some things to share. Uh, let me take this question. So at Intel, uh, we are basically working with the industry and the academia to solve uh, a few key security challenges. Uh, they are uh, the post-quantum uh, cryptography challenges, uh, cryptography, uh, which is a cryptographic systems that are secure against both quantum and uh, classical computers. You know, as, as we all know, um, quantum uh, computers um, will be able to uh, break uh, most of the encryption uh, systems or codes uh, that we have today. Right, and uh, the other interesting ones that Intel is working on is the homo- homomorphic uh, encryption. Right. Uh, homomorphic encryption is uh, basically a technology that allows us to perform calculations on encrypted data without having to decrypt it first. It solves the problem of today wherein we need to perform decryption before we can operate on any of the encrypted data. With homomorphic encryption, it will allow us to be able to perform useful tasks over that data and having it remain confidential even in untrusted environment. Yeah, so this is, uh, you know, re- really what keeps uh, in, uh, us uh, going 
in in IOTG. This is really what you know keep us going in 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 the internet of things group. Quickly before we go, if folks want to get in touch with the IoT group uh, to discuss banking solutions for security, what's the best place for them to start? Yeah, we can be reached via LinkedIn or email. So please do not feel hesitant to connect with us if you wish to learn more about our security portfolios that could help you with your security challenges. We hope to be able to work with you to help you bring secure IoT solutions into your business. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you both for so much for being with us today, uh, Dev Kamar and Wallace. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, James. Thank you, James. Once again, our guests today are David Kamar, Raja Kapalan, the bank segment marketing manager, and Wallace Lee, senior platform solution engineer, banking vertical of Intel's Internet of Things group. I want to thank our audience for tuning in to The Edge and Beyond, the series that makes sense of use cases across industries, brought to you by the Intel IoT group. Thank you. Make sure you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast content to stay up to date with the latest in thought leadership from Intel. I'm your host, James Kent. Let's talk again soon. Yeah.